There must be something that I forgot to mention that she does. But she'll be telling us more about herself as we go on. The Afterbeat family, I present to you the one and the only Toshi. My sister, welcome to Afterbeat and thank you for taking time to speak to us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. How is it going? It's going well. I really can't complain. It's actually for the first time I hear you speak. Most of the time when I hear you, you're just singing. So like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is it is an honor to hear you speak because like you know as as fans and the audience uh the way we get introduced to the artist is through their music not how they yeah. talk so today we're going to be hearing okay. how you talk you know Oh that's nice yes. okay So man like as you know the after beat we're just all about the beat and nothing else so we're just going to be talking about your music only is that okay with you It's super okay with me. All right, fantastic. So, let's start, man. So, you were born in Kwalanga in Cape Town, right? Yes, I was. But your family is originally from the Eastern Cape. Yes, they are. And you were raised by your grandmother. Yes, I was. So, now let's say your grandmother is a storyteller and she's been assigned to write a story about you. So, in your uh-huh. own understanding of yourself and your grandmother, what do you think she'll say in the story? Well, she's alive. Um, but if if she were to be a spirit because my great-grandmother was a singer as well. Yeah. She'll probably say that um I don't know, these are the things that she normally tells me that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great singer um and that um I'm very kind, I've got a good heart. Yes. And that I'm forgiving and uh and that I I, I love I I love to laugh because sometimes even when things are serious I'm always laughing. Not that I'm laughing at people or at the situation but I just like to take things easy most of the times. So I don't like to take things very hard yeah. and very rough. Yeah. I can tell that's true because like even in your voice it's so calm, it's so chilled. So for yeah. her if she were to say you have a good heart I'd actually believe it because you know sometimes you can say and like know a lot from how a person speaks you know Yeah and yeah. um having been raised by your grandmother what are some of uh, the life lessons that she taught you and you still apply them into your daily life till today Well it's tenacity I mean like I learned that from her mm. and also patience and You know like when you are surrounded by an old person that's got a good heart cuz she also had a very warm heart like she our home was very open like people would come and she was also a dressmaker and a singer cuz I've been singing from her like some of the notes that I use when, when I make music like mm-hmm. when I make songs uh notes that I've heard from her once she's just singing all lullabies just these things that she does with her voice that I I really liked. Yeah. And also it was a warm home. You and even when we're traveling to Trans I remember when when I was young traveling with her in the bus, she would just take out our lunch box 
There's something in Kosa called umpago, meaning the the food that's for the road. It's caffeine, so yeah. It's caffeine. I've seen people visiting this caffeine, opening it, offering the driver, the people sitting next to us, the people at the back seat, the people next to us. I'm like, hey, what does it look like we're going to end up with now? <laughs> And that time you so are also really, hungry. I came across as a very critical child. So when I'm worried about my stomach, I'm thinking, <laughs> this one is too generous, we're going to end up hungry. So those are the kind of things that I remember about my grandma. Yeah. And like, yeah. looking at her and watching her as you grow up, like, uh, taking the little that you guys had and sharing it with other people, what did it mean for you as a young kid? I feel very honored yeah. because some kids, like when I was growing up, some kids, when I was in interaction with them and that kind of thing, I would just realize that um, they're very cold-hearted and they're very mean. Mm. And some of them used to even tell me that, um, oh, how I wish I had a grandma, or oh, how I wish that if the people loved my grandma, they wish my grandma was their grandma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's amazing, man. So um, your first experience with anything that has to do with music production was with the guitar at the age of six. Yeah. So we'll you know, just... the guitar, I didn't start it at the age of six. Hmm. I started there's something called, in Kosa, there's something called Mkwenzo. Okay, what, what, what does it do? Mkwenzo, it's like, you know, these young kids, excuse me, these young kids that will be like um, on the street side welcoming the tourists, wearing like, dance clothing um, oh yeah yeah clapping like that's where I started the, the business so you were actually like an active child in terms of like arts <laughs> from like an early yeah. age basically yes from the get go and we'll just say that's where your love for music and entertainment began yes I, I think that's when because at the age of 16 my grandma took me to an arts talent performance at church hmm. So they were looking for young singers. So, and I didn't know I could, I can sing. But people were telling me, "Oh, you can sing, sing like Brenda, like Brenda Fast." I was like, "Like Brenda Fast?" <laughs> you know what they're talking about. Yeah. But anyway, I think they meant that. I think at the time, people that were singing at the time was just Brenda Fast. That was the most famous person at mm. the township. So then I went on stage and I sang. And when I got to the stage, I didn't sing the song that my grandmom's friend because it was my grandmom's friend that was the, the, the concert organizer the, thing, the song that she chose that she wanted me to perform I agreed but when I got on stage I changed my mind that's when I realized that I'm that kind of person that likes to change my mind because hmm. when I got on stage I just changed my mind started singing my own song that I just made it up <laughs> Yo, so with immediate effect <laughs> and how old were you at the time? I was six, and she was like, oh, she put her, because that song I wanted to sing, another girl started singing it, and then I was like, mm, I'm not going to be copied by that one, yeah. and I'm not going to copy that one. So because I, I wanted to be special, so I made up a song very fast, and I sang it, and I'm the only one that knows this song, nobody else knows it. So your creativity. creativity disaster. Yeah. yeah so was, your, your creativity it, started from a very young age. Yes. And I mean, it was a disaster as well because now 
this grandmother, she didn't want that. She wanted that song that she loved, and I'm busy doing my own thing. Mm. That's when I realized that, oh, okay, so I'm that kind of an artist. Then after that, then I started writing my own song. I always said, I'm, I'm going to make my own music. I'm going to be my own singer. I'm not going to be singing people's songs. So it's a long time ago I started with that attitude. And you did that decision from a very long time ago, like at the age of six. That's amazing. Yes, I, 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 it's like I never liked to be copied and I didn't like to copy. I don't mind people copying me, yeah. but me copying others, it made me feel like, um, can't I be original? I like to be authentic. I'm like, can't I be my own person? Why am I seeing other people's work? And th- that's what makes uh, an artist to be an outstanding artist, to be doing their own thing that no one yeah. can copy. And they've also, like, didn't copy it from anyone. So that's that's fantastic. Exactly. But it's also not easy because we get a lot of criticism because people, obviously, they've never had anybody that does what you do. Yeah. And obviously, coming from a black society, you know how it is. People judge whatever they don't know hmm. unless the thing is famous coming from somewhere. But if it's their own... Why are you singing like that? Why don't you sing like Masiki Zolo? Why don't you do like that? Why don't you do like this? Everybody has ideas of what I should do and how I should do it. And I had a I had a big mouth for myself. So when somebody starts and I'll be like, why don't you do what you want to do with yourself yeah, yeah. and leave me alone? <laughs> and let me do what I want to do. <laughs> From a young age, you already knew how to stand yeah, for yourself. Yeah, I was very mouthy. I was very mouthy. I was like, Mm-mm, you're not going to take your dreams and throw them on top of me. You do what you want to do. Me, let me do what I want to do. Exactly. Because I mean, like sometimes, you know, people are not used to like something different. They always want to do something yeah. that the other person has done it before. That's already so. working and that's already accepted yeah so when you come up with something different it's just like okay who's this one who does the thing it's she taboo. is it's yeah I mean, even so, before i met black coffee because i was already in the industry yeah i'm sure you were gonna ask me that question at some stage but i'll bind it now yeah uh, because uh, there was a lot of people that were approaching me they wanted us to work and i wanted to work with them but then when they were listening to my voice they'll be like we haven't had this kind of voice before. We're not sure if the country is ready for this kind of sound. Mm. Ish, you are, yeah, too soft. The voice is too soft. It's not hard enough. Or there was always some problem about me, about my voice. Why don't I train it and make it sound like so and so or that kind of thing? And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm just going to do me. And uh, when it's time for me to be. Uh, for anybody to recognize me for me if that time will come but maybe it's not time now so I kept doing me until I met him and when I met him I was still doing me the thing that people were criticizing then all of a sudden now everything changed it was wow he's such a beautiful singer blah 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 yo yeah and like um, you, you, you mentioned the fact that you told yourself that you're still gonna keep doing you and yeah. those who want to hear your voice the way it is they would want to hear your voice the way it is and not want to change it to yeah. maybe suit how they want it to be and so when when black coffee hit you up for for the song booyah like what went through your mind like it was a time whereby people were saying your voice is not like maybe deep enough it's for, terrible. For the, yeah, yeah for the sound so how did record it... labels didn't want to sign me nobody wanted like big record labels they were complaining about my voice everybody was just complaining hmm. so um when the song came Oh, when I was approached about the song, um, I was like ready in, in that way because I already knew 
the song was already in my spirit. It's like when he was like, here's a beat, I just sang on the beat with lyrics that I already had in mm. my mind that were there. But I was just waiting for the right beat so that they can so that it can be suitable. Mm, that's, that's, that's dope. And like, what did it mean for you Although you had already been in the industry, but what did it mean for you to work with Black Coffee at the time? I mean, it was an honor. I was not always already in the industry. It was my first time. Hmm. I was just there hustling, trying to see where I can get a luck. Yeah. And uh, and I just took my chances. Or like, I approached him. I was like, can we work? I was like, okay, can you send me a demo? Then I sent him a demo of two songs. And, and then you liked what you heard. Then it was like, yo, can you come through at the studio? This is great. And I came through and I delivered. And the song is a classic. Like now, every time it plays, people are like, yo, back in the days. And I'm just like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and exactly. And then through that song, then that's how my my uh, European audience was born. Was born and yeah. my world audience was born too. And then now people at home, the people that were were critics in the beginning, then now they're starting to they're starting to see the vision now. Like they're trying to they're starting to see what you were trying to build all along. We've always we've always believed in you. <laughs> always knew you were gonna make it. Yeah, <laughs> you know those chats. I just laughed it. I know. I just laughed it off and just shake my head and be like, yeah. Ne? As, yeah, so like, oh, yeah. um, you mentioned the fact that uh, your first time singing was at church, and you sang a song yeah. that you had just made up right on stage. Yeah. So, what were some of the musical inspirations that were around you when growing up, like that made you fall in love with music? Besides having to sing at church and uh, listening to your grandmother sing, what were some of the inspirations? I think it was listening on radio as well to go Mamletambudi, Yokasha Simenez, Ramira Makebas, you know, the, that whole circle of Afro jazz, um, or Mambusim song, or like growing up, like listening to those, listening to both Tracy Chapman, Lauren hmm. uh, Hill, I don't know what this other one is called, Desiree something. So I had like a mixture of music. Or Billy Ocean, like because there was a lot of family members that I had, and people like different types of music. The yeah. adults, so I used to listen to all those different genres until I, I found myself. At first, I didn't know what genre of music. I knew I was a singer, but I didn't know what kind of music am I going to be singing. Because there was a lot of R and B, Kevin, Ten, was it Kevin Campbell? Kevin Campbell, like yeah, yeah. Listening to all those songs. So, but at some point. Uh, I just, I just became authentic, and I found myself. And um, you know, you know, we call you uh, the leading voice of Afro house, right? Yeah. So, like, how do you describe the music that you make? Like, having listened to like all those different sounds growing up, and then when you get into the industry, they are calling you the leading voice of Afro house, which comes with a bit of pressure, I, I, I might assume. So, but then, how would you yeah. describe the music that you that you're making? Well, I think I got more recognition of being the leading voice when it came to um, Afrotech mm. and uh, obviously uh, Track Source because it's where my music, where people are always, are always buying my songs. So if you like become number one, like like in the whole universe, and you're an African singer, and the following year maybe you're number two, another year you're number three, and you go back to number one like that, like that, you just in that. It just told me that there was something that I'm doing 
that no one else was um and uh, its originality mm. and just owning up to my sound and uh obviously when i started people other people that are big in the industry used to say oh why can't you sing maybe in english as well even some white people will be like why don't you sing in english and then some will be like why don't you mix or oh, nobody's gonna hear you Yo. but at some point like i always like i told you before that it's not all the comments that people give me that i listen to i listen to the ones that i think is gonna work for me exactly. and i'm comfortable yeah if i see this comment sounds very good and it's very logical maybe for you and for me but i feel like still it's not gonna work for me then i don't take it i take what's gonna work for me yeah and i mean if so they... i just uh, yeah i stick to my voice to my to my uh what is it called to my idea that i want to be a singer that's recognized as an african singer mm. singing in my language if i want to add english and i want to have an english verse like i did with buya like i did with other songs uh like boyini and those kind of songs yeah. if my spirit wants me at that time to say something in english in the middle of the song i just let it flow i don't want it to be like oh no I have to sing it. It shouldn't be by force, like, oh, say something in English or sing in English because English is not my first language. It's not my mother tongue. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my, my language comes first and, and, and it's such a privilege to have international people because Spanish people sing in their language, Portuguese sing in, they speak, sing in their language, Italians, they do whatever they want to do. And no one so, ever tries no to try to change them. them. Yeah. No one. So even me, even though the only disadvantage is that when they don't know my the name of my song like the latest song that I have now released with more black it's called Silape hmm. but uh, Europeans are busy calling it She Left oh yeah yeah because so they can't pronounce the name they, yeah they can't pronounce the names they try to make the names like one of their names and i don't even it doesn't even bother me because at the end of the day they have to ask me which language i use when i tell them it's Corsa oh which language is that and i have to um tell them about my language and about my culture and that makes me feel empower- empowered because I'm telling them things about me and my background that they didn't know about. Yeah. And I like me is copying them. Yes. And like how many times have South Africans or Africans as a whole been copying uh the Europeans? So now it, it it's a it, it's a good thing that one of our own is doing something that represents us and like they're yeah. trying by all means to to preserve it and not let it uh be changed by anyone's opinion exactly even the younger children have got something to take home because if they see you and you're their mentor and they're looking up to you they wish they would they would be like you one day yeah. so there has to there has to be something that you do that you say that reminds them of who they are not of what society is expecting yeah and earlier on you mentioned something very important you said that you are guided by your spirit if uh, your spirit is telling you to sing like this you follow that so would you say yeah. as a songwriter you put your life experiences into the music that you make yes i do most of the time this what i do mm. i sing about my life experiences and sometimes i sing about things that are happening to my life currently then i sing about things that have happened already then i i sing about things that i feel like would happen in future yeah. as well no ah, that's yeah. that's amazing and um now let's go back to 2016 where you released your debut album ubuhle bendalo 
Okay. Take us through the production of the album. What was the inspiration behind the album and the naming of it, the title of it, Ubushle Bendal. Me, I'm Bedi. So when it comes to Nguni, most of the time I get confused as to what the titles mean. So could you please just explain to us what the title of the album meant and like the whole album, what was the goal when you were making the album? Okay. Title Ubushle Bendal, hmm. Beauty of the beauty of earth Earth. but bigger than earth would be like of creation yeah Mm. beauty of creation so um it was like my first born like my first baby Mm. in terms of uh having an album i loved that album with all my might i poured all my spirit there every single song from song one to song 12 had a meaning and they had an intention and I thought that that was the album that was gonna give me a breakthrough that everybody was gonna know who Toshi is and I had a lot of aspirations about it and uh, I got signed by Universal and then uh, they they put me like at the back seat they took my album then promoted made me to stuck put me in a serious contract that I couldn't get out of nice. it was terrible I was so depressed I hated myself I didn't want anything to do with the album it was just a disaster and uh, at some point I felt like I don't want to sing ever again because of how much disappointed I was and how hurt I was and it was my first time dealing with a big label and I didn't know this what they do for a living so it's it's, so it's it took very disappointing. Yeah, then it took me two years to heal, mm. and then I when I healed, I said to myself, I'm not gonna do any album. I'm just gonna do features. I'm gonna feature people, make other people be rich, and get my fifty percent. Make other people famous. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna donate my voice. Oh, so man. that's what I've been doing since then. I think now I've got like more than like thousand songs I've been recording with people all over the world yeah. calling me Toshi come to this and I do it for them as long as I hear myself under whose name under whose label I didn't care anymore because that first love that thing that I wanted they stole it from me then I didn't have strength again to want to put myself through that kind of pain because making an album is not an easy thing Ash. And then after you making such a dope album and then the record label take advantage of you because you yeah. were still an up and coming. So ash, yeah. it's so disappointing, man. Yeah. And during that period whereby you, you mentioned that you hated singing, you didn't want to sing anymore. How did you uh, keep going then? Because like I, I, I would assume that as an artist, one thing that will keep you going is for you to be listening to maybe uh, different music or listening to your songs and trying to like maybe come up with something new the following day. So, but then for I didn't want to listen to my songs. I didn't want to listen to myself. I didn't want to sing. I was listening to other people. Sometimes hmm. I feel like they're just screaming unless I hear somebody maybe like a voice I haven't heard before and that would move me a little bit until I started to heal but it wasn't easy I didn't even want I wasn't singing I was just quiet mm. I was just quiet and how, how did the people around you take it because I'm sure they were looking up to you like that you uh, you finally released an album you know things are gonna change now and then now the record label uh, screw you over and then you go into depression like how how was the atmosphere around the people that were surrounding you at the time? 
Well, my kids were always encouraging me. Mama, it's going to be okay. Don't yeah. worry about it. It will pass. You, you were a great musician. Mm. They were there and they were saying all the positive things. And uh, you know they're your kids. So when, when people are your kids, you just feel like I'm saying this because they're mine. Yeah. And even my friends, they were like, no, don't worry about it. Don't take this personal. Uh, 2016 was very hard for me. But after some time, uh, after getting used to, you know, pain, there's a time where you get numb to it and get used to actually the pain. And uh, time, you just heal. I didn't see when it happened. But I just started seeing myself like that. I started feeling like singing again, or somebody I don't know. I think somebody sent me an instrumental, hmm. and they paid me money. Of course, money can make you smile. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 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 that's true. That's true. Yeah. So then I was like, hey, let me just do it. I'm paid. Let me just go and work. So now it was more like, let me just go and work. I'm paid. Then before I know, then that spirit of singing of wanting to came back, but still not for me to say, let me babysit and have an album for myself. It was, let me make other people's names to be known and let me help them because it will be so-and-so featuring Toshi, so-and-so featuring Toshi. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's amazing. And like, uh, for you, because it seems like you do almost everything in the arts. You're a songwriter, an actress, a poet, a guitarist. Yeah. So for you to stop making music, it didn't mean you were out of the arts like completely. Like, was there no. something else that you were doing while you were not making music? Well, but everything about me is always about music because even if I see something happening, I feel like putting it into a song. Hmm. If I don't put it into a song, I put it into a poem. And from a poem to a song, it always ends up in a song. In a song, yeah. Yeah. So it always ends up in a song. Not being able to make music kind of like stopped almost everything, basically. Yeah, everything was quiet. There was no creativity. I was just there. I was just depressed and numb. Not interested in anything. Not interested in anybody's opinion. Yeah. Just tired. And because I didn't expect, I had great expectations and they came to zero. And everything was just a big disappointment. I mean... But like, look at the power of God and the power of, of uh, our ancestors. You are now back. You are killing it like you've killed it before. So those who are trying mm -hmm. to stop you, they didn't win because obviously they couldn't win. So now you are back. Yeah. We are welcoming you back to the scene. Yeah. Now, man. Yeah. So your, in true. your introduction to the Afro House beat uh, birthed a lot of other vocalists like Tabia, Lizzy, and Koli M. And we spoke to yeah. Tabia the other day and she mentioned that you inspire her a lot. And working with you will mean a lot to her. So, can we expect anything wow. from the two of you soon? You know, at the moment, I haven't uh, been able to... Like, I'm not able to work with uh, SA vocalists right now. Hmm. But maybe in the near future. Yeah. Because I've got other projects that I have um, with other vocalists from outside the country. But, you know, if... They approach me and they tell me, oh, yes, work, let's work. Why not? That would be dope. I mean, the two yeah, of you will make not. magic together. Yo, we can't wait. Like, you guys should get on a song together, <sighs> to be honest. Okay. No, yeah. that's great. I mean, that would be great. I mean, music must keep on living and keep moving souls. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. you've worked with uh, Black Coffee, as uh, we've mentioned. Also, Black yeah. Motion, uh, DJ Melon, just to name a few. But mm -hmm. what we'd like to know is who else would you like to work with that you haven't worked with? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I wanted to work with DJ Ganyani. That was my dream, and I already worked with him. Mm. And uh, I recently I worked with Oskido. Always was my dream to work with him. Um, and I, I also wanted to work with Tyler. I see you, and I've worked with him. I've worked with uh, what is other guy? DJ what? I forget their names. Mm. Um, but KB. Uh, Prince KB. I've worked with almost all the people that I wished to work with around here. Yeah. And I'm sure they've yeah. been wanting to work with you. So for them working with you, I'm sure it was a dream come true. I mean, yeah, you're, you're the leading voice. Even me, before I just, I just think about it, but then they'll be the one reaching out, finding me, oh, can we work? Can we work? Yeah. So now I, I haven't uh, given thoughts to anybody that are, like I think right now I would like to work with people from outside the country, maybe like West Africa. Mm. There's people that I would like to work with over there that I, I, I feel like I feel like I, I need to work with people like that, like because the production is more different. Mm. So it's time to do something different now. Yes, like you know, you just want to challenge yourself and work with sounds that you haven't worked with before. Mm. With people like still comfortable here at home, I already know their sound and I already know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we are rooting for you and we can't wait for you to get those international features so you can uh, wave the SF like so high, like you've yeah, always been and doing. And I worked with David. Uh, my dream also was to work with David Morales. Yeah, and I've worked with him. I did about. Three songs with him, and that was a dream come true as well because he's a big star. Yo, you see, you. that's why they call you the leading voice of Afrotech, to be honest, because <laughs> it seems like you've worked with almost everyone. Yeah, I did. And that's that's fantastic, man. So, having performed at multiple events like uh, Miriam Makeba Repertoire in Durban and the International uh-huh. Jazz Festival in Cape Town, just to name a few, because like you've performed on a lot of uh, events, I can't mention all of them. So, yeah. of all of these events, which one is the most highlight uh, of your performing career? It's the Cape Town Jazz Festival. Why, why that First one? it was the Hilton Hotel before that. Then when the Cape Town Festival came, I became number one forever. Hmm. And what what, what was so special great. about it that's making it like a, a, the highlight of your performing career? It was the first time I performed on an international stage mm. where everyone in the whole world was there. And uh, that was number one. And the audience, there was a big, big audience. That's amazing. And I've never had that kind of audience before. And uh, it was just lit. Everything and, about it. Yeah. And did it did it did it take you back to when you were six years old and you had to perform at church and you performed your own song <laughs> instead of the song that you had in, uh, like directed uh, to sing? Yes, it did because even the hotel that I was booked for it was it was my dream hotel that hotel because it was in Cape Town. Yeah, it was a Sun Hotel and that's the hotel we used to see on TV when we were growing up. Oh, Brenda Fassi, that's the only hotel she stays in. Hmm. So I remember when I was young, I used to watch people be like, one day I also go and sleep in that hotel. And you did. So, Look yeah, at God. so that day in that festival, when it happened, and the, it was so beautiful, it was breathtaking. I've never been in a hotel that's like that since all these other ones, they're trying, but not up to but, that one. 
<laughs> now, now you're giving me FOMO now. I feel like I haven't lived until I also stay in that hotel yeah. for like at least a week. Because sometimes these things happen when you're not even thinking about it. Like you forgot about it that you once had a wish or yeah. you once thought. And now the thing happens and it feels so good when it actually happens. Ah, that's that's fantastic, man. And um, what are you currently working on and what can we expect from Toshi in the future? Okay, like right now, I've got a song that I'm about to record for um, this group of guys. They're from the UK. They call themselves Denism. Mm. And, uh, and there's another single, it's called Sondela, uh, that I did with them, but it's coming out in, in this February. And uh, there's a song that came out recently, a couple of weeks ago, it's called Selape, that's uh, been um labeled by Mo Black. Yeah. And uh there's a guy from Australia that I did a, a song that's a brand new song called Sikanye Sele. And uh and this other song that is from this with this other guy from Russia that I did now. They new like if you can go on YouTube and you just check on Tosh's recent works, those are the works that I've been doing. Yeah. And there's this other one a song that's also gonna be coming out of January from with a guy that's from Barbados that I'm doing a song for or with. So yeah, it's quite busy. Yeah, it it, it seems like it seems like we we won't get enough of Tosh's voice in the next coming years. No, seems like you never. <laughs> you never. Gonna, I'm revenge. It's I'm revenge. It's gonna be a lot. Yes. Uh, that, that's dope is, is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't spoken about no I think we've, we've, we've said a lot yeah. it's just that uh, we haven't gotten to the part where we need to advise the youth but oh, yeah. I think that's why it's yeah mm. we can get to that we can get into that I mean like with everything that you've been through like in, in, in the industry you are the yeah. right person to advise the youth yeah, I'd like to advise more especially the young girls yeah. that music is not just about fame and wanting to be seen, wanting to be noticed. It's all about talent mm. and, and work and you must work hard because it doesn't mean anything if you can be like a one hit maker. Maybe this year you do something and then people know you and then next year nobody remembers who you were. That's true. So they should... Uh, find themselves first and learn about the music business and respect themselves as well and take themselves like business owners mm. and respect the art because our art also goes with our bodies. That's true. So you mustn't like rush into anything or, do, or be desperate in anything because you're going to end up being the loser at the end of the day. Sh- that's the sad part. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Toshi, thank you for taking time to have a chat with us here on the Afterbeat. It is truly an honor for us to be talking to a living legend. Uh, you are now part of the Afterbeat family. We appreciate you wow. and we wish you nothing but the best for the future. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys inviting me over. Sure, sure. Uh, there you have it. That was the amazing voice of Toshi on the Afterbeat. My name is Hope Top. So we'll be back again next week to do the same thing good, if not better. Peace.